Well, hello, everyone. This is John Byrne with Poets and Fonts. Welcome to our podcast on student perspectives on inclusion in management education programs. We have two MBA candidates who are currently studying at Georgetown University's McDonald School of Business. We will introduce them in a moment. But first, I need to tell you that our Diversity Dimension podcast series is brought to you by the Graduate Management Admission Council and is created in collaboration with Poets and Quants with support from our academic colleagues and industry partners. This podcast is part of a six-episode series that explores critical themes shaping diversity, equity, and inclusion in graduate management education today. So let me introduce our two students. I'm really happy to have Daniela Zuluaga, as well as Genevieve Inamate. And uh, we're going to talk about what it's like to actually go to a business program and benefit from one. So let me ask both of you, do you think in general that underrepresented minorities see a future for themselves in management in, and in graduate management education? Because I think there's a great number of people who think, you know, they would, might not be welcome in, in these programs. What have you found? Daniela, why don't you take that first? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here with you today. So definitely, I think that more than ever, the world is more conscious about having an inclusive workplace. And even if there's still a long way to go, we see uh, a lot of different initiatives, such as diversity scholarships, scholarships for under represented populations. We also see an increased number of pre-MBA opportunities for populations from uh, underrepresented backgrounds and early diversity recruitment for those populations. So overall, my answer is yes, I see a, a future and I see it is a promising one. But um, I also think that educational institutions, companies, and industries need to continue fostering these initiatives and finding a way to make, make them scalable and permanent. That's great. Genevieve, do you have a perspective on this? Yeah, I would definitely agree with what Danielle said. I think there's a lot of institutions out there today that are specifically targeting underrepresented minorities to give them the same support and opportunities that their counterparts might be receiving. Um, for instance, I found out about business school through the Consortium for Graduate Study and Management and programs like MLT um, and one similar are doing a lot of intentional efforts to make those pathways available. Um, I think companies that can partner with organizations such as Consortium or MLT can help uh, make more opportunities available for, for interested students. And I should point out that both of you also are Forte Fellows, which is another organization that helps particularly women uh, navigate the journey to business school. And as uh, Genevieve pointed out, uh, she was involved with uh, MLT, which is, you know, management leaders uh, for tomorrow, as well as the consortium, uh, which are also two very good organizations to help folks. I wonder what surprises you encountered when you first uh, got to Georgetown and entered the MBA program. Danielle, why don't you start with that one? Well, I... 
I certainly did a good research before um, coming to to business school. So I wouldn't say that I that I found like a surprise at all. But I I feel that, for example, one of the most enriching experiences that I that I found out at Georgetown particularly was this the values of the university and I would say the the Kura personalities which is uh, taking care of, of the whole person so usually we think that we go to business school to to acquire this business acumen but at Georgetown I found out that I was able to develop this business acumen and to have a huge personal growth. So we have uh, several courses that actually teach us, um, teach students on uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion topics, uh, such as LTPI is the course. And and I, I really value the fact that I'm able to be not only a better professional, but also a better human being and to care about the environment, to care about the, the social impact I'm having. And we have courses, of course, that uh, help us navigate this path sustainability courses, social in investing courses. So overall, my my surprise is that I'm not only uh, acquiring this business acumen, but I'm also uh, becoming a better person, a better co-worker and a better human being. Genevieve, what about surprises for you? Yeah, I think um, I was most surprised to see the variation in background that students had when they came in. I uh, studied psychology in undergrad and did not think that business school was going to be a pathway for me. Um, and during that application process, looking at different types of graduate programs, I was pleasantly surprised to see how um, encouraging Georgetown was to find students that had a very different and, and non-business uh, backgrounds. I've met a lot of people who were teachers, who came from the military, who came from very different spaces um, and are able to bring a lot more value to, to, I think, to the business world than had we all, you know, came with, you know, the economics background. So now a lot of people think that, you know, MBA programs are male dominated, white male dominated. I wondered when you showed up on campus, uh, how welcoming the reception was for both of you. Genevieve? Yeah, I would say that they are still very much white male dominated spaces. That fact remains to be true, but that doesn't take away from the growing amount of diversity, not only ethnically, but in other ways from socioeconomic background. And um, like I mentioned, career background, we're seeing a lot of different types of people come into these spaces. Um, for me, I value Georgetown for the international um lens that it, it brings being in D.C. and given the fact that we have so many international students, I'm able to, you know, gain other cultures in uh, at, during my time at school. And for me, you know, coming into this space as a Black woman, I've been able to connect with individuals that have a similar background as me through different affinity groups in the program. But it's also been really rewarding to uh, step outside of my comfort zone and engage with those that, you know, maybe I, I wouldn't normally. Right, exactly. And Daniela, how about for you? Did you feel welcomed at Georgetown and the MBA program? Sure. I felt and I 
feel very welcome in the program. I love about Georgetown uh, the fact that it uh, more than 50% of the students are actually international students. Um, I am from Colombia. I'm a female. I'm a Latina. So I, I really value the fact that I am able to be myself at Georgetown. And I have been able to get to know people from different nationalities, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different ethnicities. And for me, this is priceless. So the program, I believe, makes a lot of effort um, to make sure that students like me feel recognized within the program, valued and heard. And that's the way I feel. What do you think can be done to create and cultivate inclusive experiences in general uh, in, in a business school? Danielle, why, why, why don't you tackle that first? Yes, so to cultivate um, different and inclusive experiences, um, I believe that first, this comes from the admissions process. So I would assure to accept a diverse body of students. And uh, with these, I mean um, diverse backgrounds, nationalities, gender, ethnic representations, even persons with disability to assure the inclusiveness and diverse diversity of the classroom. As a business school, for example, would also uh, listen or um, use active listening, li listening, listen to the different needs and requirements from, from the different groups. The needs, of course, are different from for all the groups. So I would make sure to tackle all the requirement and the needs uh, for all of the different uh, minorities that are part of the program. And then um, I would be able uh, to make sure that there are diversity scholarships to promote the attendance to the different diversity conference, such as the Forte conference, uh, Prospanica, Rumba, all the, the conferences that are out there. Um, to promote the pre-MBA opportunities and the early recruitment programs uh, for people from diverse backgrounds. Um, and also uh, internally promote DI trainings, um, programs, the use of pronouns, and for example, closed caption for recordings, and of course, inclusive infra infrastructure overall. Yeah. Um, Genevieve, your take on it? Yeah, I uh, I agree with Daniela. I think that starting with each of your audience's needs is the best way to build uh, inclusive experiences for students. It takes an incredible amount of intentionality. I know it's, it's difficult to design a program that's going to meet the needs of all the different types of students, especially when we are encouraging a greater amount of diversity. But I think the key is um, being able to train staff, train programs, and create um, processes that allow for flexibility while still being mindful of the different needs of, of different students. So for example, um, during my time in the diversity, equity, inclusion role on the student government, we worked with uh, the faculty at Georgetown to create an inclusive pedagogy of um, 
tips and tools that they could use for engaging with students that might have English as a second language or different ways that they can have recordings for students uh, that might be living with a disability or need a little bit more support outside the classroom. And it's giving them small things that they can add into their regular routine in order to provide that flexibility for um, such a diverse uh, um, array of students. And it's that intentionality um, and looking at each process within your program that allows us to be a little bit more inclusive. Right. Now, both of you are in the class of 2024. So I imagine that you have been through part of the uh, recruitment process for internships this summer. How has that gone for both of you? Daniela? So I... I was I went through this uh, recruiting process, of course, for the summer internship, and I will be having my 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 internship in I will be interning in MasterCard in Colombia. So I'll be back uh, to my home country for the summer. I'll be part of the advisors uh, arm of the company. So I'm very excited about the different opportunities that I will have. And I would say that, um, as Genevieve mentioned, I'm also part of the, I'm the VP of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion for the Students Government Association at Georgetown. And I feel that this experience has been very enriching for me and has um, provided me with a lot of, of tools that I can certainly use uh, and I use through my, my recruiting process. Right. And Genevieve, where, where are you going to uh, your internship? Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually in the 23 class. So I'll be graduating in a few weeks. Um, oh, I you are? Okay. My, yeah, yeah. I completed my internship last summer with Deloitte uh, manage, uh, Management Consulting Firm here in the D.C. area. Um, and I'll be with them after I graduate as well this fall. Um, I would say that the recruiting experience can be uh, a daunting one for students. There's a lot of um, prep and a lot of pressure to uh, perform while, you know, doing our core classes our first year. And I think um, it's really important to, you know, put those blinders on for a certain period of time and really focus on what you can bring to the table and what you can offer um, and not worry so much about what other people are doing or what other people are offering. So if I could give any advice to anyone who's going to go through it next year, it would really be to, you know, work on that self-confidence and work on um, your ability to connect with other people because that happened to be the the key for me to find success throughout, throughout the process last here. One of the things that many students experience is, you know, when you're an MBA student, uh, doors open and there are a lot of options available to you. Uh, and sometimes it's kind of hard to actually pick what you really want to do. Uh, was that a problem for you, Genevieve? I, I think so, definitely. Um, personally, I'm really interested in mental health and being in a space where I can provide more ag advocacy in the space. Um, and sometimes those pathways within the business world is not only all um, readily available. And though there are a plentiful amount of resources at Georgetown, it took 
uh, being, it took time for me to really understand what I wanted. And sometimes that means, you know, delaying what's immediately available to you. And, and sometimes it means, you know, saying yes to what's immediately available to you and, and uh, learning along the way. So um, I don't know if that was a little vague, but I would say overall that that it was difficult to find what I wanted to do the most, but that wasn't for lack of options. It was more of too many options. And it took time sitting with myself and, and talking with other people to really understand where I was supposed to be. True. Options can be great, but they can be confusing and frustrating. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Daniela, in, in doing your internship at MasterCard in your home country, did you have other choices? And was it difficult for you to choose? Uh, and ultimately, what do you think you want to do when you graduate with your MBA? Yes, well, I believe that particularly the first months of the MBA program can be um, overwhelming because you have so many options, so many things happening at the same time. The courses, uh, companies' presentations, so a lot of things happening. I believe that what helped me to decide was actually uh, going and exploring and talking with different people. I used um, the second years as a were a huge resource for me. So just asking them about their experience uh, actually guided me to decide what, what I wanted. And initially I came to business school um, either wanting to, to join a consulting firm or a tech company. And I feel that I, at MasterCard, I found the best of both worlds. So I'll be working in the consulting area, but at a tech company. So that's great. And, and I feel that the, the important thing is that you must be open to the different possibilities out there. And I did have some other options, but I decided to go with with this one because it was um, the one that, that gave me the best of bo- both world, worlds, as I said. So, yes, overall, I feel that uh, there are a lot of options, but... You have to to begin talking with people, actually knowing what you want, and at the end, sometimes saying no to the things you feel that you are not very interested at all. Because if not, it'll be it will become a very overwhelming process. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know, surveys um, current students often show that one of the major reasons they may pick a given career has more to do with what ultimate impact they can have on doing good in the world than how much money they will make. Has that been true for you, Daniela? Yes. So before uh, coming to uh, the MBA program, I worked for large multilateral organizations such as the Inter-American Development Bank and the International Finance Corporation. And I worked... um, for the social sector. So that's why actually I decided to, to, to study an MBA because I want to, to work in that in- intersection between business and society. And I want to be able to bring this, the social expertise that I gained uh, into the business world and be able to provide our clients with inclusive, sustainable and equitable business solutions. So, 
overall, I believe um, that it's not possible to uh, perceive business without the social impact that it has. And the world is switching uh, towards incorporating uh, uh, a huge ESG agenda, environmental, social, and governance agenda. So we, as future leaders, leaders must be prepared to uh, incorporate these agendas and be part of these agendas. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that I would be able to bring the social expertise that I have into the corporate world. And I am hopeful that um, the world is beginning to, to incorporate all these uh, social and sustainable matters into the, their solutions that, that they provide. And Genevieve, what motivates you? Yeah, I um, I don't think you should have to sacrifice your financial well-being to be able to make social impact in the world. I think that was a concept that I had in my mind coming out of undergrad. I studied psychology and worked in nonprofit spaces and felt like there were economic and organizational barriers to some of these uh, spaces trying to meet the need of the client. And um, I, that's ultimately what led me into business school, uh, similar to Daniela, really wanting to find where that intersection between public and private sits and find opportunities to use the uh, private enterprise uh skills and uh, resources to create the social change that we want to see. For me personally, big advocate for mental health and uh, emotional intelligence. I think if we can focus on uh, reconnecting to um, our empathy in the world, focusing on communication, focusing on helping people connect in meaningful ways, it will help move the needle towards some of the other larger social impact issues that we're dealing with. Um, but it starts with communication. Uh, and so as I navigate through my career moving forward, that's that's what I'm leading with. That's what I'm um, championing in my everyday job. That'll be what I look to um, do outside of my day job as well. Um, and so I think that Really, it's, you know, taking intention when you go into uh, for-profit spaces to be mindful of how we can take a social impact lens before we make a decision. Um, and then that that would lead us to to better outcomes overall. So, Genevieve, you are about to complete your two-year MBA journey and go off into the world of work. I wonder what advice you might have to other people who are at the very beginning of their journey. If they're thinking about getting an MBA, perhaps, or another graduate degree in business, they're not sure whether it's good for them or not. What advice do you have to help them navigate through the thinking process? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everyone said to me when I was looking at graduate programs that you really need to know what you want to do before you go into them. Um, that has some merit, but I would just say go for it and try. I think a lot of times we don't do things in life because we're fearful of them. And so I would ask yourself if you're making a fear-based decision in, in any pro point of the process or if you're doing it with um, 
an abundant potential in mind. And if you realize that that decision is fear-based, that maybe that's an opportunity for you to lean into it a little bit more. That's definitely helped me on my path forward. Yeah, good point. Uh, Daniela, how, how about you? What advice do you have to other prospective applicants who are thinking about going into a graduate management program but aren't quite sure just yet? Sure. So the advice that I would give to incoming students would be first to be loyal to themselves, uh, to, to be loyal to their values and to their way of being. Second, to be open to new opportunities, to get to know new people. And third, I would say to look for ways in which they can grow personally. Um, they can cultivate their spirit, um, try new things. Uh, and, and lastly, I would say enjoy the present. So uh, personally, I've spent a lot of time planning and thinking about my internship, um, what will I'll be doing after that? But I think that a huge advice would be to enjoy the present. The like the MBA program goes by so fast that sometimes you forget about what you're having. And and a huge advice would be just enjoy the moment and take advantage of all the opportunities that you have today. That is so true because time is precious. <laughs> And it goes by incredibly quickly, uh, and particularly in an MBA program uh, where there's a lot of work and you're meeting new friends and you're doing new things and you're exploring new opportunities. Uh, it, in the blink of an eye, it's over. Uh, absorb every minute. That's really good advice. Well, listen, um, Daniela and Genevieve, uh, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you today. Uh, I wish both of you continued success. Good luck in your job at uh, Deloitte, Genevieve. And uh, Daniela, good luck with MasterCard in Columbia this summer. I'm sure it'll be a great experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. And this has been John Byrne with Poets and Quants. We've been hearing uh, student perspectives on inclusion and management education programs with two current MBA students at Georgetown University's McDonough School of Business. This podcast was brought to you by the Graduate Management Admission Council. GMAC is an advocate working in partnership with the greater community to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion in graduate management education. Our vision is a world where every talented person can discover and benefit from the best business education for them. Learn more at MBA.com. Thanks for listening.